All right, guys. So on today's episode, I'm going to be wrapping up my series on all of my clinical rotations by finishing with my final two rotations, which were my elective rotations in, of course, outpatient psychiatry. You already know. So tune in today to listen to how I finished and wrapped up my clinical year of PA school. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks again for tuning in. Of course, today I'm going to be wrapping up the elective or well really the whole rotation series as a whole which focused on each of my clinical rotations giving you guys insight into my experiences with all of the core as well as my elective rotations during clinical year of PA school. So of course as you may or may not remember I chose to do my final two electives in outpatient psychiatry at the same clinic where I completed my core rotation for behavioral health and so it was something I was looking forward to because of course it was working with one of my favorite preceptors who is now actually a friend of mine as well and I was familiar with the staff with the location with the routine with what to expect so that was all pretty good another benefit was that I ended up being with a classmate for both of those rotations because two of my classmates still needed to get in their core for their behavioral health credit. And it was really nice to be on a rotation with a fellow classmate. It was a different classmate for each of the two rotations, but it was nice because it ended up being a way for me to get to know my classmates better, kind of bond with them, and just have fun not being the only student in the clinic and being able to tag team on the patients essentially is what it turned into. I would see a patient, then my classmate would see one, and vice versa. We would continue like that. So it also was great in a sense of being able to split up the workload and not get so tired or burned out by the end of the day. And actually the rotation ended up going so well that my preceptor asked if I wanted to interview for an upcoming opening that they were having in for a new provider. Of course, I said yes. I ended up interviewing for that, virtually getting offered a position. It was amazing. Uh, ultimately, I did turn down the offer, though. I will update you guys on why later. Nothing bad, though. Just some other avenues that I had already kind of been going down, wanted to see those as well. Everything, well, spoiler alert, everything turned out just as I hoped in the end. So stay tuned in a future episode about where I ended up and how my job search and journey ended up looking. But it was very, very honoring and just really special to have been offered a position as a provider, having had been a student there for a total of three rotations, and it was just an amazing experience. I loved that place and all of the staff and providers and, of course, my preceptor and even the patients, so very, very special experience. Of course, most of those visits were still telehealth, but as we slowly transitioned back to in-person, there were a little more in-person visits these last two rotations than when I was there 
a year prior, I would say that mainly they were still just for the AIMS testing, right? So looking at involuntary movements that might be caused due to use of antipsychotics or other things of that nature. And then other just routine visits, if the patient wanted to come in person, we were happy to accommodate them for their follow-ups or new patient or even an acute, what we call stat visit, what, what have you. We did have a sprinkle of those here and there in person, but overall, most of them were on the phone or even like a video chat. Um, using those resources and of course we still saw a lot of you know your big ones right your anxiety disorders depression schizophrenia schizoaffective things of that nature bipolar and you name it we probably saw it of course our role in this clinic was mostly medication management so really familiarizing myself with the different psychotropic medications as well as advanced therapeutics so my clinic utilizes bravado otherwise known as esketamine right it's an isomer of ketamine used to treat treatment resistant depression um, intranasally so that was pretty neat they also offer tms so the transcranial magnetic stimulation right another um, advanced therapeutic that you can use when uh, dealing with a patient suffering from treatment resistant depression I think other other indications nowadays as well so really really neat to see all of the technology and newest options for patients when it comes to behavioral health and of course my schedule right it was actually a little different than from when I went prior a year ago it used to be four 10-hour days now it was three 10-hour days and then a half day on wednesdays because my preceptor had transitioned into a little bit more of an admin role so when she did her admin duties that afternoon me and the other student got to go home that was really nice to have that half day sprinkled in in the middle of the day and of course who doesn't love a four day work week versus five day so definitely another perk of this rotation in my opinion And part of this rotation was that we always had a presentation that we presented to all of the providers in the company during their monthly virtual meeting. This time, and they were usually assigned to us. Uh, The one I did prior a year ago was duty to warn was the topic. And this time it was resiliency and kind of what factors might play into why some patients are more resilient than others when it comes to adverse events in their lives and how we can kind of optimize resiliency to see better outcomes for our patients, looking at that in a holistic way and also in like an evidence-based medicine way as well. So that was really neat to discuss that, learn a little more about that. And our final presentation was just kind of a little bit more on bravado some of the logistics that go into utilizing such a medication and then just like I said some of the indications for that and everything like that getting more familiar with that was also very beneficial as well and another fun thing during these elective rotations is during my first one my preceptor actually invited me to attend Psych Congress in New Orleans with her and two of the other PAs on staff. So I was able to fly out to New Orleans, 
attend that for, I think we were there three or four days. I think four days. This was uh, a couple months ago, of course. And it was just an amazing experience to bond more with my preceptor, learn from her and the other PAs, and ultimately learn so much more about psychiatry from the leaders in psychiatry across the nation. It's not just for PAs, but for nurse practitioners and physicians. They can all attend and you are just learning about all of the most novel things in the field of psychiatry, just your bread and butter. And it's just a really fun experience to go to such a big conference like that in a field that I am very passionate about. And of course, this rotation really these last two rotations really did just kind of solidify and hone in that you know outpatient psychiatry is where I really want to be and where I see myself practicing as a PA so really really exciting stuff definitely love the fact that my program does allow us to have more than the normal amount of elective rotations because I was able to change mine to psychiatry once I found that I was really interested in wanting to go this path and then have that little bit of extra time to solidify such a thing was paramount was you know just really really uh, advantageous to say the least and of course on this rotation um, I did have to take the EOR right so our end of rotation exam my school does uh, make us (laughs) unfortunately but I guess it is good to keep us studying Uh, we do have to take one even for our electives that of course is not a PAEA one it is one that is written by our faculty members it is about 50 questions and it is based off of family medicine topics so basically I just studied as if I was taking the family medicine PAEA EOR and utilized what worked for me, right? So those are Stephanie V videos free on YouTube, my Rosh Review membership, doing as many practice questions as I could. Same thing on Smarty Pants, just going over the blueprint, making sure I'm hitting all the topics, utilizing Quizlet to make my digital flashcards based off all that information from those other resources I just mentioned that either just wasn't clicking or that I needed a little bit more time on and Of course, I would usually take a Rosh Review Boost exam, usually the weekend before. That kind of gave me like a practice exam vibes, better gauged how I was doing, what I needed to focus more on, what I needed to review, what I was doing well, maybe a little bit of boost of confidence or helped me to hone in on what I needed to focus on. And of course, that's pretty cost effective. I think the boost exams were like... 30-ish dollars. So that's something that was more affordable to me than other options. And my tips for you would be just use what works for you, right? So if you're at this point in clinical year and what you've been doing has been working, then don't deviate from that, right? If it's not broke, don't fix it. So of course, if it, it hasn't been serving you as well, And then don't be afraid to switch it up. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask your professors, ask your classmates, ask the online community, use outside resources, get creative, utilize a study group, get outside of your comfort zone, right? Because of course, if you are only doing the same things that you've always done and expecting different results, right? That's what they call insanity. So don't be insane. Just humble yourself and 
utilize what you need to do what you need to do to get the job done and pass your EORs because you can and you will. So don't be afraid to try new things if that is the boat that you are in. And of course, like I said, I will definitely, most definitely be updating you guys when it comes to all things about being a new grad PA, right? So, so many things that you don't necessarily learn in PA school, like the fact that you have to apply for your DEA more than likely for a job and that some will reimburse, some won't, but that is an $888 cost. So you need to be (laughs) diligent and cognizant of that, that so that way you can plan accordingly financially wise. And of course, I do plan on making an episode in regards to my job, where I'm ending up, what that kind of looks like, because I do start my training this month for that. So really, really exciting stuff coming in the future, very near future, as well as just how to navigate job offers, applying for jobs, declining offers, negotiating, just other things that I've kind of learned more recently as a new grad, had to kind of teach myself and familiarize myself with that I wasn't necessarily all that familiar and comfortable with prior to jumping into these experiences for better or for worse. And then of course, I do have a little bit of a change. I know if you follow me on Instagram, I originally was going to go one route job-wise, but I have updates for you guys. Good updates though. So very, very good things ahead. I can't wait to share with you all. And the most exciting news that I'm really excited to share with you guys right now is that my new website is now live. It is up. Go and check it out now. It's at www.com becomingapa.org. So as you know, I also own becomingapa.com. I need to update that, but for now, the main hub will be becomingapa.org. And there you can find just more about me, get to know me as a person. You can contact me directly on there, sign up for the email subscription to stay up to date with all the news that's happening. You also have a page that you can directly schedule any of your much needed pre-PA services with me on there and sign up. Also, you can check out the blog where I post the newest podcast updates so you can always stay in the loop as far as episodes go and just another media that you can see all of all about that honestly you also have your discount central where you can get your discounts right utilizing the code PA underscore Liera that's PA underscore L-E-I-R-A so my first name backwards And there, it will get you 15% off your My PA Box subscription, 10% off at Med by Liv for all of her medical-based clothing and gear, as well as 20% off of your Picmonic subscription. That is something I definitely used a lot, especially in didactic year, to make learning fun, make it more memorable, and more of like a passive, easy way. So check all those out on the website at becomingapa.org and of course you can always follow along at pa underscore liera 
on Instagram. You can contact me there, reach out if you need anything, if you have any ideas for me, or if you just want to say hi, you need help with anything, by all means, definitely reach out to me. I'm always very responsive on Instagram and love to hear from you guys. And of course, if you are enjoying the podcast, five-star reviews mean the world to me. I can't underestimate how much it means to me getting a new review and reading what you like about the podcast or how it's helped you or just anything like that makes my day. Believe it or not, it really truly does. And of course, I know I mentioned the website. I know I mentioned the pre-PA services. Really, really excited to offer you guys two new services. So as you may or may not know, I do offer since last cycle, personal statement essay edits for very, very affordable price, right? So $30 for one round of edits. I utilize Google Docs. I make the edits for like flow, content, grammar, making sure you're actually answering the prompt and not making some of the more common mistakes that I've seen now, having been doing this for about a year or over a year now. If you want two rounds of edits, that's $40. So then I go in a second time after you've made those corrections and I dive even deeper into your essay, see how we can really, really adjust it to make it the best that it absolutely can. And so that way you can stand out when it comes down to time for the admissions committees to read your essay among thousands of others. I really want yours to stand out to show who you are and to ultimately help you get into PA school so you can become a PA, accomplish your dreams as you should and deserve to do. And of course, the two new services, I'm going to be offering one-on-one, 30-minute via a virtual Zoom meeting, CASPA application review, only $30. I go with you via shared screen. We run through your CASPA application. I answer any questions that you might have about your application or CASPA, honestly, anything in general. If I don't know the answer, I'll write it down and I'll find the answer for you. And I just kind of get a view of what your application is looking like so far, any red flags that might be popping out to me, as well as any weak areas, how to strengthen those, or if you have any questions about if you should or shouldn't add something, what section does it go on, how do I do this or that, because it is very confusing, especially if you haven't done it before or you don't have anyone in your life who can help to guide you. I want to be able to be that person to help guide you to answer those questions and to know that you are doing it correctly and you are presenting the best application possible for you. And finally, I'm offering mock PA interviews. So this would be more of a traditional style, one-on-one, me and you on Zoom for 30 minutes, offering that for $50. Uh, Honestly, if you're one of the first two people just mentioned from this podcast, and I will love to give you a discount on that. So don't forget to mention that, and I will honor that for sure. Now, with that, I plan on giving personalized feedback. So if we have time about 10 minutes after the interview, give you some feedback there right on the spot, then I'm going to utilize the recording of that with your permission, of course, to really just zone in and find 
more tips and ways that I can help you on a deeper level, give that back to you in a written format so you have that to actually read and look at and digest before you have your real PA school interviews, right? And even sometimes just going through the motions helps you to realize some things that you might not otherwise. And it helps you to kind of just get a little bit of those nerves out, right? Go ahead and do that when it's not in a real setting, right? Don't wait until the day of your interview and potentially bomb it or not be your best self because you haven't taken the time to run through the motions and to think everything out ahead of time. So definitely be on the lookout for those mock interviews. If you are doing MMI, so multiple mini interviews, those are the ones I did. I can definitely come up with some ways that we can make that more realistic, like an MMI as well. So I'm very flexible, whatever you need, even if it's something that I'm not currently offering, go ahead and reach out to me and I'm more than happy to try to figure it out in a way that can help you ultimately to get into PA school, succeed in PA school, and become a new grad PA like me because trust me, it is much better so far on this end of things. I can guarantee you. Still not easy, right? I still a huge learning curve. I'm still nervous. Imposter syndrome is real. Trust me, it is real and I feel it every day. But what matters is that we don't let this fear or these doubts stop us. We continue to push through them and working towards our goals because that is what we deserve. That is what will come to fruition if we continue to try every day, taking it a day at a time and doing the things that we know we need to do. So I believe in you. If no one else has told you this today, you are amazing and you can do it. Don't let the naysayers stop you. Don't let the doubters get into your head, even if it's you who's doubting you. Find a way to push through that and great things will happen. I guarantee it. Thanks again so much for listening and look forward to new episodes and new news coming your way very soon. Until next time, bye-bye.